What's going on, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Expected Bets 4 presented by the Odds Breakers. On this week's episode, we'll be breaking down the 10-game slate for Tuesday, February 29th. We won't do any trade deadline talk today. We'll wait until that next week. So if you're looking for that, uh, be sure to stick around for next week's episode. Before we get into this 10-game slate, let's bring in the rest of the crew here. Franco, how's it going? Doing good, doing good, man. Just uh, this is a big slate. It's fun. Uh, we actually get some games to target this week instead of that uh, pretty poor um, slate we had the previous week. So I'm excited. Tons of trades happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big shift, I think, in the next couple of weeks of like these teams are just done and these teams that are really gonna start pushing. So it's it's really getting exciting now. Yeah, for sure. Betsky how's it there in uh, sunny Arizona. Yeah, it's been beautiful out here, so can't complain. And man, hockey is getting great again. It's it's so easy to kind of uh, get in those lulls of the halfway point of the season, but games are getting more exciting. Obviously, trade deadlines really fun. I mean, you can see Jake and Jacob Trickner on the side of the road up here in North Scottsdale. He's he's got his little like sign Double looking for a home packs. homeless yeah, homeless play, NHL player looking for a new home yeah. so i've i've tossed him a couple coins here and there but um yeah excited to see where he goes yeah that should be exciting i think we're all kind of waiting to see it feels like it's been uh forever of us waiting to see where he ends up uh and last but certainly not least let's welcome in our guest of the week fn props guy i'm sure you've heard him on twitter but um welcome to the podcast uh, hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, without further ado here, uh, we will mention, obviously, the news official today. Kane has been traded to the Rangers. I think that's kind of what everyone saw here. Um, no real other kind of major trades outside of that. So I'll wait and see what happens before the deadline. Um with that all being said here, let's get into the first game of the slate here. we got an interesting matchup here, Detroit and Ottawa. So they actually played last night um, in Detroit. Ottawa defeated them 6-2 to two here. So I know we talked about this a while, too. Uh, I've talked to mentioned this on the podcast of kind of fading the team that won the night before. Um, I can't – I just don't really see how that lines up here. Um but I want to hear your guys' thoughts here. Franco, we'll start with you here. Um, any plays in Detroit, Ottawa? Are you sticking with the system or kind of uh, going a different direction? I think I'll probably lean Detroit side. Um, yep. You get the better goalie in Husa tonight as opposed to Halberg last night. So I, I like that, obviously, for Detroit. I mean, it felt like they, they were winning that game for a while, it felt like. And then all of a sudden, just bam, and Ottawa took control and it was just over. Um, but like you said, usually this, it flip-flops. So we we've seen like the under hit on the, the next game of these, these games. And then also the team that lost winning. So yeah, it's complete I might, reverse. I'm, yeah. I might sprinkle Detroit. Um, the one play I do like is Drew assist, um, against them. He's f- four out of seven in, um, the last year or so. And he's hit in three of his last five. He's bumped up to that top line with Stutzla and Kachuk and he just, he he's, he's looking more like the guy I remember years ago in, in Philly when he was just elite. And uh, I think he's like starting to get that confidence back. Cause he's, you know, bounced around a little bit with, with Florida and then Ottawa. And, and I think now he's just kind of finally getting settled. So 
Um, that that's plus one thirty a night. I, I feel like it's a great deal for for him in this matchup. So I'm going to go for that. For sure, Betsky. Any plays in this uh, matchup? Yeah, that's a great looking piece. I I really like plus money for Detroit money line here. I mean, it was just last week that they were one of the hottest teams in the league. Now I will say, Ottawa finally is looking like the team we all thought they were going to be yeah. at the beginning of the season. That top six is absolutely rolling. Debrinkat was really up and down for a lot of the season. I would say Drew was started off kind of cold and he's been hot for a while now. So, I mean, he's obviously hasn't been holding them down or anything, but um, Pinto's been great. Uh, Sanderson's really kind of come into form. So they're just able to, they're just closing out games that I felt like they weren't able to before. And obviously Brady's taken a huge step forward this season. Um, On paper, I obviously think Ottawa's the better team here, but back to back games, like you mentioned, you see, usually see the opposite opposite results the next game. Although Detroit was just in one of these same team two nights in a row yeah um with vancouver and they they just kind of spanked them both times so i don't know maybe ottawa is going to be the be able to kind of replicate that but uh definitely with huso and that uh, i kind of lean detroit here and then obviously i mean i think larkin shots on goal or point is like an auto slam spot for a parlay so if you want like a little bankroll builder larkin shots plus like point point today seems pretty automatic yeah, no, I agree. We'll get to that point later, but um, yeah, that uh, I was hoping his anytime goal score was going to be minus one hundred five, and at that point, I was like, this number is unplayable. So, um, but we'll get to that game in a second here. How about you, uh, FN Props guy? Any plays in Detroit, Ottawa? You know, looking at it, there's nothing that sticks out a ton. Uh, yeah, I've talked to most of you about this, but I I'm stuck with. Uh, kind of just DFS platforms here in Minnesota because we don't have uh, legalized sports betting yet. So, but looking at stuff um, like Bertuzzi over 2.5 kind of looks interesting. He's been rolling the last, the last two or three games. He had four shots last night against him. And, and I know he was dangled out there as, as a potential trade uh, trade bait here uh, before the deadline, but now it sounds like they're going to keep him and, you know, I know we don't want to rely on narrative too much, but I feel like it does kind of help when you realize that your team has faith in you and wants to keep you around for what you're doing. So I don't know if he keeps it going tonight, but that's kind of interesting. And I saw that that was plus money, but otherwise I would probably, I'd probably stay away from it. I I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I just don't have a good read on it. Yeah. I like that Bertuzzi play a lot, actually. That's a great point here. Um, all right, move on to the next game here. Battle of Florida. And wait, did we oh. give did we give F and props a proper intro? In terms of uh just as our superstar guest of the day. Yeah, yeah. I I mean we can certainly go into more into it, but um, yeah, yeah, no, well, we I introduced them. I just want to point out that F friendly neighborhood props is kind of the full handle he goes by, but man, yeah. he puts out great charts all the time and uh yeah, is that kind of the resident Minnesota boy up there? Yeah, it's crazy enough, too. I don't think we've had a Minnesota guy on the podcast yet. Well, I am proud to represent the state <laughs> of hockey on, on your show. <laughs> no, we're certainly glad to have you, too. It's awesome to finally uh, get a Minnesota perspective in here, too. Um, all right. 
Let's move on to Florida at Tampa Bay here. Interesting matchup here. In their last matchup, Florida absolutely dominated, winning 7-1 to one here. Tampa Bay is also coming off a tough loss, too. Uh, I was watching that game, too. Tampa takes an early 2-1 lead heading into the second there, and you kind of batter your eyes, and Pittsburgh puts up six in the second period. Five of those came within the last five minutes here. Uh, Elliott was a net in that matchup, and they will get Vasilevsky tonight here. I absolutely love this spot for Tampa Bay in regulation here. I think this is a prime bounce back spot for them after that tough loss. And they also have that kind of rivalry factor of getting embarrassed against uh, Florida in their last game as well. So I really like Toronto or Tampa Bay in regulation tonight. I believe it was minus 105 here. Uh, Tampa Bay has also been much better at home this year, 22-4-3. and Well, Florida has kind of struggled on the road going 13-17-3 and here. So... That's the one play I got here. There's a few other shot props here, but I'll uh, we'll see what the rest of the crew's got here. We'll actually start with uh, FM Props guy here. Any plays in the Battle of Florida? I think it should be a good game. I tend to agree with you. I think uh, on home ice for Tampa, that's probably going to be the going to be the way to go. Uh, looking looking at some of the props here, I think especially the Florida side. Like I know they shoot a little bit less. Uh, on the road, I think they're down at like 34 per game, whereas they're 39 per game at ho- on home ice. Uh, but with Barkov out, with Bennett out, like other guys have been stepping up here. Uh, kind of just looking at looking at what's out there. I think Kachuk looks interesting. Uh, you know, it depends on whether or not you believe in the Prize Picks uh, Taco Curse, but he's their their play today at over 2.5 shots on goal. But I like him even to go over 3.5. Uh, one that really stuck out to me that I did notice was was plus money when I was looking on Pinnacle is Forsling over 2.5. Uh, he's hitting three of his last five, but he's six of 11 versus Tampa going back to last season. And he's seeing five, six attempts per game. Uh, so, you know, their defense has kind of been stepping up here as as uh, they've had injuries in, in their forward group. And I think he's often uh, he's had his his peaks and valleys here during the season, but he tends to get overlooked for like the Ekblads and the, and the Montours and whatnot. So, so I think that might be the, the other shot uh, prop that I'd probably look at outside of Kuchuk. Yeah, no, that's definitely a look that I hadn't considered today, but I do like that as well, especially a plus money when you know, these teams do shoot a ton and also give up a ton of shots on goal here. Um, Betsky here, we'll throw it to you here. Any plays in this matchup? I mean, it's really hard not to want to take that point goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, you were just saying it's not great value, but uh, man, it's he's just automatic versus Tampa. Um, I actually got it for about plus one hundred five this morning, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna take it. Um, I, I do think Kucherov shots are really interesting here too. Um, and then, you know, right now with the way kind of Florida players are juiced, it's kind of they're all kind of like parlay pieces, but. It's hard to not want to just use Montour or uh, Ekblad as as at least parlay pieces here. Yeah, uh, I I like Ekblad a lot today. Um, But going back to point here, just pointing out some of those crazy stats here. So he scored in each of his last four games. And then I'm not sure if you have his game log pulled up against um, Florida as well. Do you by chance? Uh, let me pull that up right now. But another crazy piece is not even just Florida. He he scored. He has a goal in 62% of all home games 
this entire season. Yeah, yeah I saw I saw when I was researching earlier that he has 11 goals in his last 15 games or in his last 15 games against them in the last three years. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. 18, 18 goals in 28 games. And when you're looking at his game log, he missed all first the first three games. So let's just take those off because he he really kind of got kind of eased into the lineup of Tampa that and thus way back in 2016. So I mean the guy was like what a seventh round pick or a fifth round pick. So um, expectations weren't extremely high for him at the time. Um, Tampa obviously was just kind of the perfect spot to, for him to kind of unleash that talent, but removing three games. So now he's played 25 games versus Florida and he has 18 goals against them in that, that time frame. Yeah. Another interesting look here too, is his shots on goal today. I see it around minus one Oh two. Um, and he's hit against Florida in six of his last seven. It seems like there's some value on that today. I get he hasn't hit as of late, but I mean, that's still absurd. He just Tons loves playing the Panthers. Yeah. And and it goes back to him playing, loving playing at home. And we saw this all season last year with, with the home away split guys like Sam Bennett. Um, Mc, or Mc, McKinnon was more of a home guy last year than an away guy. Kaprizov, Tage Thompson was absolutely a home guy. And it's really nice when they just don't get there on the road because, I mean, then you're technically hitting maybe at 55% on the season when you're just way worse on the road than you are at home. And it levels out that, that line. So the price is just way better. Um, but you get, you get something that is a high hit percentage uh, when you take the split of it. So on the season for Braden Point right now, he's – hit his shots on goal 62% of the time at home, which yeah. is pretty good when, especially when you factor in kind of the Florida factor here, the line almost seems sketchy to me. And I'm really surprised prize picks didn't bump him up to over three. So there's some slight hesitation for me here, but yeah, it seems I, too I'm going to be kicking myself if he of... flies by it. Yeah. 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 Franco, any plays in this matchup? Um, the only thing I was looking at was point goal. Um, it's one plus one eighteen on FanDuel. If you want to go a little crazier, um, you can parlay it with Tampa money line. And I'll get you plus one seventy. Um, you can do it on DraftKings. So just another option if you want to get a little more value out of a goal scorer. Um, and and like you said, Tampa at home is has been a little better. And with with Florida missing Ben and Barkov, it makes it a little bit nicer. Yeah, for sure. And you also, uh, one other prompt too that we didn't mention too is Victor Hedman over two and a half tonight, minus 135 on that. He's gone over in four of his last five. During that span, he's averaging four shots on goal and 7.6 shot attempts at home. He's gone over in four of his last five as well. And against the Panthers, again, four of his last five. So um, not bad, minus 135, a little bit of juice, but I still think that's a pretty solid play tonight uh, in this matchup that we should be seeing a ton of shots on goal here. So any other plays in this one or are we ready to head to Buffalo? What about the goalies on either side for saves? I mean, if if we're thinking there's going to be a ton of shots either way, um, that might not be a bad look either. Vasilevsky has a Bavrovsky and... Is he confirmed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both are confirmed. And then Vassy's at minus 104 for over 31.5, which seems pretty Jesus. good. I know. Yeah. I know. So the, um, the one 
Go for it. Yeah, the one thing I'll just point out with Vasilevsky, like it's, you know, you look at it, it's solid. He's hitting seven of 10 of his last 10 games versus Florida. Um, three out of the, I think it's three out of the four that have gone under have been games played in Tampa. Um, so I don't know that it's enough that I would say like stay off of it, but just, you know, if you're kind of on the fence about it, like just pointing out that Florida shoots less on the road. Uh, you know, I think Tampa maybe defends a little bit better at home. Uh, so that would maybe be my only hesitation with, uh, just hammering the over on Vasilevsky. Yeah. And plus you got to figure Tampa is going to come out pissed with this game after, after that complete dud the other day. So I, I could see him going under there. I, the number's not bad, but it, it does give me some pause. For sure. That's a great point there. All right. Let's head to Buffalo Columbus at Buffalo. The Sabres are coming off three solid wins against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Washington. Uh, before that, they lost a brutal game to Toronto where they're kind of just embarrassed on home ice here. Columbus coming off a 3-2 OT loss to Minnesota with a Kaprizov hat trick in that one. Before that, they outdueled Edmonton 6-5 on the road here. As a Sabres fan, this game scares the living shit out of me. This seems like a prime Sabres letdown spot on home ice where they haven't been as good this season. Anderson's coming off a 50-save uh, performance up in um, – when was that? Yeah, against Florida. It was a Florida. Um, yeah, I mean, this game screams trap game here. So I don't really have any plays here. I guess maybe I'd lean the over uh, after Anderson kind of put that performance up. Merzlikens hasn't been as solid as well. Uh, six and a half here. That's kind of my lean on this play, but uh, God, this game terrifies me. So any any plays here, Franco? Yeah, I, I love this game, actually. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe I'm crazy for trusting Buffalo, I guess, um, if if I'm to listen to you. But um, I definitely see goals here. So the overs looks decent. Um, I don't love the price, so that might be something I'll look live if I can get um if I can get it. Um but a couple of the guys on the Sabres I'm looking at is um Quinn is moving up to, or moved up to the top line the uh, the last game, I believe. And yeah, his, his point his point prop is plus one thirty five, I believe. So I mean, it's just ridiculous for a guy that's taking Tuck's spot on the top line. Um, you know, Tuck's number would be like minus one ninety for a point. So you get plus one thirty five there. I'll take that all day, every day. Um, PowerPoint looks like it's available as well with Dalene out, and that's minus one fourteen. That looks pretty good. Same idea, guy moving up, getting more minutes, getting top power play. Um, looks good to me. And then of course, Tash, um, he had five goals last time against, against Columbus. So I don't mind his shots and his goal. Um, shots would obviously be a parlay piece, but his goal looks good to me as a straight, even though it's essentially even money, um, similar to point. It's just, it looks too good. Maybe I parlay both of them. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Betsky, any plays here? Uh, I love that power point play i'm trying to make that not sound like i'm saying power play (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't realize they opened up his 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 line i can't believe it's minus 112 too (laughs) but yeah i may have to i may have to dabble in that as a straight i love that um you know one thing i did last night and i didn't know how much the lines were going to move let me just double check skinner really quick now they didn't um 
I did what I normally what I used to do with Matthews and Marner a lot last season is I did a half unit on Thompson uh, over 1.5 points and the half unit on Skinner over 1.5 points because you know if one of these guys hits both are plus money got plus 140 and plus 184 it covers your mission ticket for the other one obviously if both miss you're down a unit but um, if one hits and the other doesn't you're up slightly if both hit you get really nice value that's probably closer to like plus 160 and since they're on the same line we saw buffalo do an absolute beat down on columbus i get your concerns as a buffalo fan that is going to the game gator but yeah. i i'm just gonna i i don't want to miss out on potentially a really lopsided game so Obviously, it's a lot easier to be hesitant as the as the fan, but I'm I'm going to go in here and push some chips on um some points here. I want to see some goals. Um, I really like Cousins at minus one fifty as a parlay piece too for a point. I just have a feeling they're going to really uh play up to the bad competition as they're getting closer and closer to being in a wild card spot. Yeah, the thing is, too, is even if the Sabres don't pull this out, I still see this game being a high-scoring game. So I do like you kind of layering up uh, those two in Thompson and Skinner there, uh, especially. Um, I mean, if you look at uh, Merzlikens, he's allowed at least three in each of his last four starts. So um, there's going to be some goals tonight. Uh, Friendly neighborhood props guy. Any props in Buffalo? I, you know, I got to go with, Got to go with a cake eater from a Dyna, Minnesota. Uh, Casey Middlestat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm liking this one tonight. I think he's been rolling uh, there. He's on the second line. He's on the power first power play unit. Uh, or I, maybe not the first, but he's on a power play unit. Um, yeah. They tend to find themselves on the power play. And they've been scoring in bunches. Columbus tends to give up goals when they play. They've had 19 uh, Buffalo's had 19 goals in the four games that they've played against Columbus. Uh, you know, these last four games against them, uh, they've scored 30 goals in their last six games. I like Cousins to to be involved in the scoring tonight. And, you know, he shares a line with Cousins. So if Cousins aren't is involved in the scoring, chances are Middlestat will be as well. He has nine points in his last eight games. I, I think it looks like a good play. Yeah, Middlestad's definitely been finding his game, too, even just watching him. You can tell he's more comfortable with the puck, uh, especially this year, and he's definitely kind of become a core part of that offense. So I do like that play, especially at plus money. Uh, That looks really good tonight. Moving on here, we have Winnipeg uh, taking on the Kings here. Interesting matchup here. Uh, LA is coming off a 5-2 loss against the Rangers where Keandre Miller decided to uh, go off the grid a little bit there and uh, spit in Drew Doughty's face. So that was definitely an interesting uh, tweet to pull up Twitter and uh, find out that that happened. But um, Winnipeg's lost their last three here, kind of been in a little bit of turmoil, uh, going back even further, losing four of their last, or five of their last six, excuse me. So I don't have any plays in this one here. I lean the under in this matchup, given the goaltenders in net tonight. But um, we'll start with you here, Betsky. Any plays in this one tonight? Yeah, I like that under a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is both teams have been really good at suppressing shots. So I, I, I'm not really comfortable leaning into to the shots territory, even though I think Franco might have a good look, too. 
both teams have been not both teams, but um, Jets have been pretty low event hockey lately. Um, I don't know if that Nino Nina Ryder trade and the acquisition is going to kind of spark them a little bit, but you kind of saw it with Ryan O'Reilly. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the the forward lines to gel again when when a team adds someone. Uh, so Ryan O'Reilly first game with with Toronto, that second line just didn't really do much, and he was on the line with Marner. Second line or second game against Buffalo, he has a hat trick. Um, or that may have been the second or even I think that was actually his third game. I think they played Minnesota then then um Buffalo. But uh yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced that we're gonna see an uptick in offense yet, even though it is the Kings and if Quick's in that, I don't think he is, but they, they have not been the most solid defensive team as far as keeping goals out they've been very def- good defensively of keeping pucks away from the net though um so yeah i like the under I, I don't have too many looks i didn't even spend too much time digging into this this match it's i kind of just put jets on my like do not play list for a little bit do not fly zone if you will yeah agreed with that points here um from the neighborhood props guy any plays in this one I, I think you can smash the over on a game that I will not be watching. Um, I can't think of something I would play. Maybe, maybe Kempe or Kempe if I needed something, but that would be a stretch at best. I there's just nothing I'm liking here. Nobody's nobody on either of these teams is really hitting consistently enough. I think it'll be kind of a dud. Yep, that sounds good with me, Franco. Any plays here? I know uh, you had talked about one before the podcast started. Yeah, so Kempe looks pretty good. I, I know the Jets haven't been the best target for shots, but um, he's hit eight of his last 10, though, over two and a half as a parlay piece. Um, he has hit four or more, though, in four of his last eight. And uh, last year and this year, he's hit two, five, four, and seven against them. So he he has had decent volume versus team, so... I mean, it, it, it. I don't really want to. I don't really want to play it. It just popped when I was going through this game, so it looks decent. The other one I was looking at is Jersey Point. It's plus one seventy two. Again, it's it's more just a sprinkle at the at the value. Um, he was hit. He had hit five straight games prior to um, the two games against the Islanders and the Rangers. So. Again, I, I don't love I don't love it. I don't love the over in this game or a ton of events to you know low event hockey like you guys said. So um these might be plays I'll look at and consider at some point tonight, but I wouldn't be putting a ton of money on them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, agreed. Um definitely kind of one of the stranger matchups tonight, but uh still should be some pretty good hockey. We'll head out to Minnesota here. And uh, I'm just going to kick it to friend the neighborhood props guy, Minnesota native here. What are you looking forward to in this matchup and kind of how do you see it going? Yeah, I think it should be a good game. Uh, you know, you've got two teams that are vying for the playoffs. I, you know, I think uh, Minnesota's kind of recovered from their little slump that they went uh, went through. So they've been winning more often than not lately. Uh, they're still looking for consistency in anybody outside of K- Kirill Kaprizov. So, Honestly, I'm not playing any probably individual player props in this game. If I were going to, uh, it would probably be Kaprizov over 3.5. You guys all know he's pretty solid at home. Um, he has a decent record. Uh, I think you're muted. 
Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. Yeah, I was just saying, I think Kirill Kaprizov over 3.5 would probably be a pretty good play. Um, but other than that, like Horvat has a good record uh, versus Minnesota from his time with with uh, Vancouver. But I I don't know if that really translates to his new team. So I'm not sure I want to trust that. But uh, those would probably be the only two props I'd look at. I think Minnesota is going to win the game. So if people wanted to take that, uh, you know, as a as a play for the game, I think that would be solid. But that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean. I think this is, a, if I'm not mistaken here, I think this is the first time we've seen a total shift to five. It is uh, listed at five right now in Fandle, minus 142 to the over, plus 116 to the under here. That's something I haven't seen yet uh, this year, I believe. Franco, uh, have you seen a total set of five this season? I feel like I haven't seen it in about three years. So, yep. yeah, let's put it that way. Um I mean, totals have been on the rise for a few years now. It's like every game six and a half, it seems like. So to see this, it's just, <laughs> it just screams it's like school, stay yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like old school. Um, you got two goalies playing very well right now, um, especially Gustafson, man. I mean, I, the my biggest question mark for this team was their goaltending coming in the season. And I, I didn't believe in Flurry, And I thought that was going to be one of their biggest issues. And Gustafson has kind of come in and, become a savior there so i i hope he can keep it going i i'm rooting for him to be honest because I, I like the way he's he plays so um i i don't want to pick a side or a total here and prop wise i'm, I'm gonna stay off yeah betsky any plays in this matchup yeah i, I still like kaprizov um as a parlay piece or a prize picks piece Hartman's really interesting. He's been really cruising through both his points and shot line and both have had a lot of value. Um, I don't know if I'm going to kind of jump into that tonight. I'm kind of thinking we may see some uh, regression from both him and maybe even Erickson neck. I just keep on waiting for that, that choo-choo train to keep on slowing down, but uh, it has not. So I don't know. Eck could be another parlay piece. I think Kaprizov's probably my favorite just because of how the Islanders are weak to left wing right now. Yeah. Um, but again, with a 10 game slate, there's other spots I like more. So that's where I focus most of my attention. Yeah. Agreed for sure. Moving on here. We got Pittsburgh taking on Nashville. Pittsburgh's on a two game winning streak here after dropping four of their previous games here. Nashville's gotten hot lately, too, winning uh, four of their last five. Their only loss did come at the hands of the Wild during that span. This is an interesting matchup for sure. Pittsburgh hasn't been that great on the road this season, going 13-12-4, while Nashville has been fairly decent at home, 16-10-2 here. Um, you got Jar Jari and Saros in that tonight. This this is a tough game for me personally. I don't really have any plays or leans here. Um, so we'll kick it back to you here, Franco. Do you have any kind of side total or prop that you like in this matchup? The only play I'm looking at probably is uh, Thomas Novak. Let me go back to him. Um, he's been red hot since they've kind of had this exodus of players, and you know between the the players leaving and. Forsberg being out, he's getting top power play and top line minutes now. Um, he put up three points against Arizona last game, and he's compiled, uh, what is it now, uh, 11 points in his last five games. So um, it's just one of those things where, he, you know, a guy like him gets an opportunity. He's getting a ton of minutes, and 
he's making the most of it. So good for him. And I'll, I'll keep Ryan at, at minus one of five for a point. Um, I, I don't mind, especially with how bad Jari looked that last game. I, I don't think Pittsburgh's keeping the puck out on that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I don't know much about Novak. Where did he come from? I really thought that top center spot was going to be taken up by glass with all these injuries and some of the moves we're seeing now, but well, they had glass there for a while. And I remember I, that. He, yeah. He, he was even pro- looking all right at some point and then kind of slowed down. Yeah. He wasn't really productive. Um, Novak, he was like popping a couple weeks ago. I feel like he was scoring a few goals and stuff like that. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Um, but yeah, I mean, over the, over the course of the season, he, he's, been been decent you know i he has a 58 percent hit rate on on points for a guy that came out of nowhere like who who is this guy right you know so i i don't know um he, I, I, he was pr- productive on that third line and now now they're giving him minutes and i mean maybe they found something with him for for once with, with somebody that they've gotten so yeah just i just pulled it up he was 2015 draft pick so that's that Connor mcdavid eichel Ranton in year, um, 85th overall. So what that's like third, fourth, fourth round, third round, um, by Nashville. So his homegrown product played over at university of Minnesota. It looks like he was, I was going to say he yeah. is from my hometown. <laughs> no way. Really? Yeah, that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to weigh in with. He's a Minnesota boy. I was teeing this up for you, actually, FNA. <laughs> well, I should have, I should have let you just be the hype guy. My apologies. <laughs> Yeah, no, it seems like it, it. I mean, that I, you know, I want to keep on saying like that top line stacked with Forsberg, but it's not right now. I mean, Granlin's still pretty good, though. And obviously, Duchesne's um, pretty close to being a point per game type of player for most of his career. And he's been really hot right now. So, yeah, I, I like that Novak look. Uh, I, I took his shots for a parlay because it's 1.5 and. Pittsburgh's been awful against centers. And if he's going to be playing that many minutes, you got to think he can pop two against net. Um, Yossi and Duchesne look both really good to me too. Um, Duchesne's really starting to kind of crank it up again. And he, he's been historically much better at home on his shots. Um, And then of course, Pittsburgh's been kind of leaky. Now they're leaky to centers and he's playing right wing. So I don't know. Uh, anything from the neighborhood props guy, any plays? Are you sticking with Novak, the hometown kid? I, I think Novak's my play. Uh, you know, a couple time big 10 champion, uh, when he was here, he should be solid for all the reasons that Franco said. I think, uh, it's just a, a good combination of like perfect storm of great matchup, good production. Um, I think the only other one I was looking at in that game is maybe Crosby over 2.5. Same here. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's been hitting a little bit here lately and he has good numbers against Nashville. You know, I think they want to keep their, their winning ways going. So guys like him are going to step up tonight, but Novak would be my, it's kind of like a one, a one B between Novak and Crosby. Yeah. And Crosby has been really good away this year. He's got like a slightly better, I'm kind of pulling it up right now, slightly better away versus home record. If I remember correctly, uh, maybe not 53% away. Uh, 48% at home. So yeah, slightly better. <laughs> um, but it's Crosby's really, you can almost like feel out when he's going to hit. He it seems to like step up at big games. He tends to like to kind of bounce back when he, when he has a, this, like a, a quieter game. And I'm trying to remember, did he put up any, 
he had a decent game against Tampa. It looks like point wise, but um, I know yeah, Malkin was kind of, but not shots. Yeah, and Malkin was kind of carrying the the shot parade there when Gensel's better at home, Rust is better at home. So I I always kind of like Crosby in these spots where he was a little bit quiet on the shot part and was really good at kind of setting up plays because he seems to kind of flip flop and kind of becomes the more focal point of the offense and shooting when at a day or two after he's been kind of the playmaker. So. His assist prop looks pretty good too. If you, if you're liking Pittsburgh goals, I mean he's hitting seventy percent in his last ten, and yeah, he's wow. two two versus them. He's minus one or two. I mean, I, I've been hammering a lot recently, and I still can't believe that you're getting minus one or two for a guy of what what he's been doing. And he seems like he's he wants to make the playoffs, and he doesn't care if everybody else on the team wants to or not. <laughs> yeah, I, seriously, that's how he's playing right now. Yeah, man. it's it's crazy. I, I'm impressed. Yeah. His last 10 away from home, he's averaging 1.1 assists. So, and it's pretty much even money tonight, which is seems like a pretty good deal uh, for that assist prop here. Moving on to Seattle at St. Louis here. One of the more interesting matchups tonight here. Uh, Jones and Bennington are confirmed here. Jones has struggled in his last few starts, allowing four and five in his last two. Bennington allowing three, three. And four and four. Um, St. Louis has also lost their last five games too. Just their offense has been extremely stagnant here. They've pretty much been giving up an average of four plus goals uh, against here. Seattle's also in a little bit of a slump here too, um, scoring wise, uh, averaging one and zero in two of their last three games here. They've also lost all three here. Oddly enough here, I do like the over in this matchup. I think this is a get-right spot for both these teams. Both the defenses are allowing a ton of shots. Not particularly shots, but goals. Um, And I think it's at six for a reason tonight. Uh, I like the over here, including the goalie matchup. So that's the one lead I have for in this game, but um, no player props. So I'll throw it to you here, Betsky. Any plays in this one? The the one I keep on eyeballing is Schwartz shots because they moved him up to 2.5 and being an ex-Blues. Um, I think he's kind of split on his his games he's played against the Blues since the expansion draft. Don't forget he got exposed, so he got the pie straight to the face, got taken by Seattle. Um, St. Louis is giving up a good amount of shots here. The only problem is with Schwartz is he's not the most consistent at these lines. He's had really good volume lately, and he is kind of known as a sniper, though. So it's it's tempting me at 2.5 at plus money. He had eight attempts and seven attempts his last two games, but then only won the game before that. So you can see kind of the inconsistency, and he's crossed that 2.5 line six out of his last 10. Um, seems like he's a little bit better at home than away. Not too much concern of the splits there. Uh, so that would be the one that I, I really got circled. And it's just kind of a matter of maybe if some of my early, early plays hit, I'm going to jump in on that. Cause I really like the value there. Uh, otherwise I, I really like the over too. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, from the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. No, Betsky, I was just going to ask, do you think, uh, looking at it, it looks like both of his last two games against the blues were played in Seattle. Uh, they're playing in, St. Louis tonight. And I was just curious if you think playing in front of his former, you know, home crowd might, uh, might get him to show up a little bit more or 
like I know again narrative like we don't want to put uh, all our eggs in that basket but if you think it might change things at all sure yeah I I was let me pull it up I don't has he played in St. Louis yet not yet no, two, no? just the two games he oh, had two yeah. shots and five shots so I mean that makes me like it even more than I was just going to pull up the game log to make sure that that hasn't happened yet but I know he was kind of injured for most of the season last year so i, I was gonna say i i love him tonight um yeah i'm well, gonna so. i'm hammering it now yeah <laughs> franco throw it to you here any other plays in this one so um kind of keeping in the same line of thought here vince dunn is also former blue um he was red hot with points earlier in the year he was a guy you could bet almost every single night and you're getting anywhere from plus money to like a minus 120 for his point um, he kind of fell off there for a little bit, but now yeah. he's starting to pick it up. I mean, Seattle in general, his offense has kind of had dried up for a little bit, and then they had the massive explosion against the Bruins, which doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so I like him tonight. Um, he has three points in, in his last two games. So I think we see a little bit better offense from the Kraken, and Bennington hasn't been the blues haven't been good since since they've kind of realized that they're not making the playoffs and the team's in cell mode it seems like they kind of look a little bit different than they did a couple weeks ago where they were a little bit more feisty so um i like that tonight and and like you like i said i do lean with schwartz as well I, i always ask myself do you, do you think those players have that heat in their heart tonight? We're going to find out. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Another look here, too. I'm pulling up the uh, cheat sheets and the hit rates for shots on goal here. Justin Falk is hit uh, in four of his last five games. At home, he's hit in each of his last five games. And then if you go to his matchups against Seattle here, he's hit in each of his last two Um or was did I have that right? No, maybe not. Maybe not the matchups one, but um, another guy offered a plus money here. Kind of a similar Seth Jarvis situation um, to the other night here. If you're wondering why is a guy a plus money, obviously Seattle only allows the third, um, allows the third least shots on goal per game. But um, another interesting look there, especially offered a plus money. So I, I just found something that looks so smooth. If you know what I'm getting at, we got oh, Rob Thomas assist. For minus one twenty six tonight. I mean, if Seattle is going to be leaky, uh, the apple picker Rob Thomas maybe maybe something you want to consider too. He's he's hit with an assist five of his last ten at home. It's been a little bit cold lately, but had one last game. Um, maybe maybe that top line is going to kind of get going again here. Um, and suspiciously enough, his point is like minus two ten. So I think I think the books like the idea of him getting back on the score sheet one way or the other. And uh, he has got a huge ratio of assists over goals. So that that kind of looks pretty good too. The good thing that plays into that as well is Buchnevich has goals in three of four games against the Kraken. Dang. So that's his line mate, and he had a goal the last game. So oh, just, think... just kind of to add to that. Yeah, I, it I, is. I don't I don't want I really don't want to back the blues because they've been so bad, but Seattle's goaltending with Jones like almost voids that out. So agreed. I, 
I might hop on that as well. Already moving along here. We got Boston ending out their road trip here, taking on the Calgary Flames here. It seems like the team's just kind of going in two different directions here. Boston's won their last seven games and coming off a three to two victory against the Edmonton Oilers. Calgary has struggled losing uh, three of their last four here. And going back, they've only won three of their last 10 games here. Just two teams going in different directions here. You got Allmark and Net. Uh, for Boston here, who here, sorry, Jesus, um, who's been fantastic as of late, recorded the first uh, goalie goal in Boston Bruins history in his last matchup against the Canucks here. On the other end, you got Markstrom, who's allowed four goals in each of his last two starts here. He's also struggled historically against the Bruins, allowing four, three, four, and five in his last four starts against them. Just seems like a spot where the Bruins are just a far superior team to the Calgary Flames uh, squad that really hasn't looked up to expectations this year. Boston minus 135. Grabbed it earlier today at minus 123. So a little closing line value for you. But I really like the Bruins tonight. So that's my lone play in this matchup. I'll throw it to you here, Betsky. Any plays in this one? Uh, I'm, I'm not kind of staying away on this one. Uh, it's not my favorite target of the night. Um, if anything, I think I'd lean and over here. I know all has been fantastic, but this been a long road trip for Bruins and Calgary is both able to kind of consistently score three goals a game and seemingly allowed three goals a game. So, Right there, I kind of like the idea of the, we of us at least pushing at six. Um, but the other piece that's interesting to me, and I, I again, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to wait to see how some of my early plays go before diving in here is Coleman shots. Um, oh, wait, were they not even available today? No, they did get released. They were not available this morning. They did get released later. I think it's hovering right around like minus 136. So it's getting near that territory where it's not my favorite uh, amount of odds amount to or price to take, but he's at 99 goals and you got to think he's going to want to hit 100 soon. And he's been hovering around that for a little bit. Uh, He had five shots against Colorado. Then he had one shot against Vegas, the game before that. And then the game before that against Arizona, he had five. So when Coleman starts to put it together, he gets really hot and will kind of just scream past his three his 2.5 line for four plus games in a row and then kind of go cold again. I kind of feel like he's got that extra motivation right now to hit uh, the, his hundredth goal. Yeah, he's yeah. plus 136, not minus 136. Plus 136. Oh, that's even better. Thank you. So, yeah, if you like that, I mean, that's a pretty damn good price. Branko, any plays in this one? I'm looking at two. I, I I do lean towards the Boston side. I, I think that um, they're not a team that's going to um, underrate this Flames team. I think they're going to continue playing hot like they have been. This this team is just so damn good. Um, but I'm looking at McAvoy point here. It's only minus 120, which is kind of shocking to me. I know it's not Mark's, Markstrom and that it's going to be Vladar. So I guess he's the better of the two goalies at this point but um for a guy like McAvoy who was he had hit in uh eight of ten I believe it was um 
and then kind of missed his last two. I th- I don't mind coming back to him here at minus one twenty. Seems pretty good. Um, on the opposite side, I like Backland either for a point or for yeah. shots. Um, his shot prop is a little juice, so you're gonna have to pay for it. Um, but I mean, he's hit nine straight at that two and a half line, and um, points he's hit eight of his last ten, including a couple multi-point games, and then he's two of three against Boston. Um, for both of those props. So um he's he he always gets those better matchups because you yeah. know he's gonna be the guy guy um shutting down their top line and uh getting time on the penalty kill as well. So I like that. Any plays out there in Minnesota? Props. Sorry, I had to find the mute button. Uh no, the no one worries. that I'm liking in this. Yeah, the one that I'm liking in this game is DeBrusque, over 2.5 shots on goal. Uh, He is hitting two of three games uh, versus Calgary. He's hitting nine of 11. He's hitting five of six on the road. He's averaging between six and seven attempts, and it tends to be more uh, when he's on the road. Uh, So, you know, the matchup's not great. I know that. Uh, But I think looking at looking at all of that, looking at the attempts, looking at his past performance, uh, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, and then on the other side, I would echo, I think Backlund looks solid. Um, I think uh, Mangia, Mangia Pane, Mangia Payne, um, I think looks pretty good as well. He's hitting his in four straight. He's hitting two of three versus Boston, uh, has good attempt numbers. Uh, you know, I think either of those would be good uh, player props in this game. Yeah, I like both of those for sure here. Uh, closing out the night here, two. Real great games uh, for the late night slate here. I don't have any plays in either of these games, so I won't go into them too much here, but I guess we can just run down the slate here of starting with you, Yerbetsky. Do you have any plays in either of these matchups? <laughs> Wait a second. I hope you mean great games as far as like props. Oh, that wasn't props. sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, we got some barn burners coming up here yeah. with the uh, borderline the i mean four of the worst six teams in the league playing against each other tonight um i i'm leaning on yotes unfortunately mm. even though man chicago has won i think four or five in a row which just seems crazy and i what two of those were without kane i mean they haven't had the hardest opponents here i think it was anaheim and san jose that they beat uh without kane but it's kind of nuts, um, but Coyotes have a lot of kids from Illinois. Uh, so Schmaltzy was drafted by Chicago. Um, I really like his point as a parlay piece. If you're looking for something, uh, his shots is at two on prize picks, which is kind of like a nice chance to push. But, you know, that maybe that extra motivation against playing against his former team. He's hit two shots, uh, one, two, three seven times in a row and and has covered his 1.5 line at least um eight out of his last 10 it looks like it may have been bumped up to 2.5 but if you want to take something that's kind of a sneaky plus money play schmaltz shots may be good especially because he's his name finally kind of popped up on some trade rumors so he's been playing really well lately i don't know if he wants out of arizona or we're trying to just maximize value and tank efforts here um, but yeah, he's been pretty much on fire. And then obviously Domi against his, the team that drafted him, uh, Coyotes has been excellent without Kane. 
Uh, his shot volume's gone up. He's covered his 2.5 line three times in a row for out of his last five. Three out of those last five, he's had four or more. I mean, this if you have FanDuel, this may be a nice spot for alt shots, especially because he usually plays Arizona pretty tough too. So, again, he's kind of a great parlay piece. Either way, you slice and dice it um, or, or something that you may want to use in kind of an alt shot realm or maybe even go for the goal here. Yeah, for sure. Franco, any plays in these last two matchups? Yeah, I, I agree with the Domi thing. It, it seems like when these teams start just blowing up and selling these guys off, there's got to be a guy to step in, and Domi's been that guy. Um, so I don't mind his um, assist prop or his shots. Um, the assist prop is plus one of four, so, um, and the shot would have to be a parlay piece. Seth Jones, uh, point against them for whatever reason. He has five points in six career games uh, over the last year against Arizona. So he hasn't really been hot recently, but I mean, that's enough to at least give it a look at minus 140 is not too bad. Um, Keller assist as well. I I tend to agree with Betsky that I think this is a game Arizona is probably going to win. And whenever they're leading or winning, it seems like he's the guy that's involved there. So I, I like backing him for an assist because you're usually getting around even money for that. And he's just so, such a good player sometimes, man. I, I love the way he plays. Um, so I like that. In the other game, I like Couture assists. He's had um, he's hit seven of his last 10, and he's hit two or three against Montre- Montreal. That's minus one of four as well. Again, I, I think both these games are really good prop games. You can kind of look at any any of these guys to get points or assists, you know, just looking at lines and figuring out which which line you think is going to be the better one to produce against them. But I think there's going to be goals in both these games, and they can be these games that if you're up on going into them tonight, you can maybe throw a couple more props out and um, pad your bankroll a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. All right, to close it out here, friendly neighborhood props guy, any plays in these last two matchups? Yeah, I think there's a few that stick out. Uh, I, I like Domi as well. I think he should be a solid play tonight. Unfortunately, he's up at three on prize picks, but I think I'll I'll still probably play it given the given the matchup and and how he's been performing. Uh, I think uh, I think Hayton looks pretty good. Uh, he's been kind of on a downtick uh, here recently with his shot volume, but he has hit nine of his last twelve. He tends to hit more at home. He's four of six, uh, you know, going back to last season against Chicago. So he was hitting even when he wasn't seeing the opportunities that he's seeing now. So so I feel confident that that he'll show up here tonight. And then with the other game, um, Isamon still sticks out. He's been pretty solid here the last six or seven games, Uh, you know, seeing six, seven attempts per game, which has been pretty good. He has been hitting at home. Uh, and then the other one that I was liking, but now I'm a little bit uh, iffy on is Anderson over 2.5. Uh, you know, he's been up on the top line, hitting six of seven, hit five straight on the road. He's three of three going back to last season against the Sharks. Uh, the thing that gives me pause is they just brought in Gurianov and they're putting him right on the top line. Uh, so I just worry if that's going to cut into uh, his opportunities here tonight. Uh, so. That's that's where I'm at. Thanks for reminding me on Gurianov. I forgot about that. Um, I I want to look at both of these guys, Gurianov and um, 
Zetterland for, for the Sharks. Um, first games with their new teams, obviously Guriana being on the top line. And it looks like Zetterland's going to be on the second line for San Jose with Hurdle. Um, I'm probably going to sprinkle each of them to score a goal. We've seen it happen in a lot of these games um, with these new guys coming on. Tarasenko scored his first game. I believe Horvat scored his first game for the Isles. So, you know, you, you get you get a restart on a new team. You get a chance to show out and do something. And if we're expecting goals in these games, why not um, hit these new guys for a nice, nice plus price? So I'm, I'm looking at them as well. Yeah, I like that look for sure as well. Um, all right, here. I think we went through the entire slate tonight. So, um, Franco, you want to shout out your socials one last time? I'm on Twitter at Franco the Banker, and I just recently um, acquired a, an Instagram profile. Ooh. I'm going to start. I'm going to start maybe posting some plays there as well. We'll see. So, I can't wait awesome. to see the drip. <laughs> awesome Vesky, where can the people find you yeah i'm on twitter and only on twitter right now at gretzky betskies plural um but yeah we may need to start moving into other realms soon it's getting it's getting fun it's an interesting territory instagram i'll say that i actually started i started on that and then moved to twitter so it's been an interesting um change of pace for sure and last but not least uh, friendly neighborhood props guy. We want to thank you for joining us and let the people know where they can find you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so friendly neighborhood props guy on Twitter, uh, handle is FN props guy, uh, you know, doing a lot of good stuff, hoping to have some good stuff here for y'all as we head into the playoffs and, uh, yeah, just, uh, keep, keep rolling with this. It's been a fun, uh, fun seeing things pick up here after the, after the all-star game. Yeah, be sure to give him a follow. Some unbelievable content every day that I use for sure with uh, handicapping on a daily basis. So be sure to sauce him a follow. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Expected Best Four.